Hello, everyone, and welcome to Let's Write Steno. I am your host, Sandra, and I welcome each and every one of you to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I really do appreciate it. Now, as usual, I'm always trying to bring you current events, and I'm always poking around trying to find something. Well, I'm usually successful. And I was successful today when I ran across this article. Uh, Maybe we can talk about it. And um, this article is about, which I had no idea that this was going on at all, people. I don't know how this went under my radar, but it did. And it, it is on the story of Gloria Wiley, W-I-L-E-Y, in case you might want to look up more information on this on your own. And it is due to her running the facility or college for court reporters, um, Stenotype. So the title of the article is Former Stenotype Institute of Jacksonville Owner could face five years in prison. And we're going to get into why, but in a moment. But to, you know, it really caught my interest here because as, you know, as a previous student of court reporting and also graduating as a court reporter, I know how much money it takes for you to have to go to school and complete it. And by the time you do that, you could be in, unless you're some type of whiz, you know, it could take you three years solid, four years solid to get to 225 words per minute. Now, I'm not saying everyone is that way, but most people fall in that category. And if you're going to spend all that money to go to school, I think you deserve a quality education from the best school that you can pay for or that you can afford. Um, there are some schools out there that you can take online, which ha- which will reduce the cost. But at the end of the day, you want to get quality education because this is something that is going to carry you through your career, through its lifetime. So, and I, and I, I, I don't even want to get into how much my student loans are, but trust me, it's nothing to play with. And, um... I graduated in 1998, guys, and guess what? I'm still paying on my student loans. Now, I don't want you to get discouraged because that's just me, because I had health issues um, after I became a court reporter and so on and so forth, which caused me some delay in being able to pay my student loans. They were in deferment and all this kinds of stuff. So that's another reason also I would like to point out that I made the channel um, Sandra Stenography and Shorthand Dictation on YouTube because if you have a supplement, something else that is helping you 
um, get through those classes, pass those tests. That was my goal of, of creating the channel in the first place was to help others. And hopefully they don't end up with the type of student loans that I had. And to be honest with you, that's the only reason I created that channel was to help people not go through what I'm going through right now. I mean, to be honest with you, I may never pay off all of those student loans. I could, I'd rather not get into it. But here we are with the uh, with Gloria Wiley, and I'll go ahead and read go ahead and get started with this article in case you were unfamiliar with it as well. So it is written by Max Marbut, M-A-R-B-U-T, associate editor. Title is former stenotype Institute of Jacksonville owner could face five years in prison. Subtitle, Gloria Wiley failed to return federally insured student aid funds. Let's get into this. Gloria Wiley, former owner of the Stenotype Institute of Jacksonville, pleaded guilty to a charge of failure to refund nearly $300,000 in federally insured student aid funds. Wiley, 56, faces a maximum penalty of five years in prison. In addition, the court may impose a fine of up to $250,000 and a term of supervised release up to three years. A sentencing date has not been set. As part of her plea agreement, Wiley agreed to pay $289,765, excuse me, in restitution to affected students. The U.S. Department of Education Federal Family Education Loan Program, the Pell Grant Program, and the Department of Veterans Affairs. That's a lot of people to own. Wiley was the owner of Stenotype Institute of Jacksonville, Inc., a school that from 1940 until it closed in 2016, provided professional education to people pursuing careers in fields such as court reporting and medical transcription. So let's stop right there for a second. So you agreed to pay, or Ms. Wiley agreed to pay, $289,765 in restitution to affected students, including 
the Department of Education, the Pell Grant Program, and the Department of Veteran Affairs. I assume that this was not paid because <clears throat> she's what if she's facing um, the maximum penalty of five years in federal prison and also a fine imposed of $250,000. They ain't playing. And um, she failed to refund nearly $300,000 in federally insured student aid funds. Do you think that she should get the maximum penalty? Or do you think they should be lenient upon her? Because... Basically, what this is, is fraud. Let's just call it what it is. This is fraudulent activity. When you take a student's money and you're supposed to be giving them a quality education, and this is what you do with their money, you squander it, or spend it on a fancy lifestyle. Now, I'm not saying that's what she did here, but if that is the case, it is a crying out loud shame. A shame and a scandal is what it is. I mean, my goodness, we already in this profession have a very difficult time getting people to go to court reporting school and then keeping them in the court reporting school. We have lost so many court reporting schools. It is phenomenal the amount of schools we have lost since I graduated. And as a matter of fact, for me to digress a little with you, when I started court reporting school, I found this great um, school that wasn't too far from my house and I could commute and it was not a problem at all. Well, towards the end, when I got towards, um, when I got in the 225 class, 225 word per minute class, I was told that my school would be closing. And now I'm like, oh gosh, I came all this way. I've done all this work and now this school is about to close. So what they told us, the, the future graduates, the people that they would stay open and we would, um, um, and we, the school would stay open to a certain point. And then after that, we would be moved to another school. This other school was very inconvenient for me to get to. I believe it stretched another, um, how many miles was it from the original school? I would say at least another 10 miles from the original school. And it was not convenient for me at all. But, you know, I was determined to graduate. So I said, I don't care. I'm going to go get to this school every day and finish up. And that's what I did. So it can be, you know, this is a, a tough field as it is. Um, getting people interested in the field, getting people into the schools, you know, it can be very tough. And like I said, we've lost a lot of schools. 
I mean, I could Google it, but I already know that we've lost a lot of schools. How many exactly? I don't know, but there has been a lot of schools that we've lost, you know. Um, and then when you have a, <clears throat> a school like this, who has been in operation since 1940, 1940 remind you and you have this type of fraud and then people see this in the paper and guess what they say no thank you i don't think i want to be a court reporter because this could happen to me so if you are planning on going to school for court reporting or captioning or real time or make sure that the and, and it's very hard these days because I would have thought that, okay, I would have looked at this school and said, hey, this school has been around since 1940. Wow. I should be able to trust this school. And I'm sure a lot of students, you know, use that as part of their determination on what school to choose. It is very difficult. But you can go to the NCRA, Go to ncra.com and they actually have schools of great reputations and um, has had no issues and is not close to closing um, on their website. You can also do, do some Googling and call the school and make inquiries. And if you have to call the Department of Education and inquire about a school, do that. Look at the reviews on the school and what people are saying about the school. Um, and then make your final judgment on all of the information that you gather up. I would say choose your top two schools and do the work research on those top two schools. And if any of them come up looking suspicious or the reviews aren't good, scratch that one off the list and find another school that you can compare. And once you've compared the two and you feel like um, you have found the one that is best for you, then go to that school. And of course, there's no guarantee that a school will, you know, stay open. But if you do your due diligence, what what else can you do? At least you can say, hey, I protected myself. I did my research. I found out about the school. I found out about the reviews. I did. I spoke to people at the school on numerous occasions, and I feel confident that this will be a good school for me to attend. And if it's online, you can also do um, your diligence online, too, because we do have online schools to take um, this course or these courses. So I'm going to take a break right there and I will come back with the rest of the article and the rest of my comments. Hello, are you interested in starting your own podcast? I think Anchor FM is the best. Here's why. With easy and fast setup, 
you'll be a pro in podcasting right out the gate. There is no additional equipment to buy because you can podcast right from your phone, your laptop, or your desktop computer. Anchor has great editing features such as music and even splitting your podcast in sections. And Anchor does all the distribution for you to Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Google, and more. And the best part about Anchor is you can make money with no minimum listening audience. So, download the Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Hello and welcome back to Sandra's <clears throat> to Let's Write Steno on Anchor FM, where you can become a sponsor today for as little as 99 cents a month. You would be supporting this podcast. You would also be re- supporting my YouTube channel, Sandra's Stenography and Shorthand Dictation. And you would also be supporting my website, I Dream Steno which will launch in maybe a month or two. So that is where your 99 cents per month would go. So if you decide to do that, I will give you a shout out in my videos on my YouTube channel. Thank you so much. Now we're back with um, still speaking on this case and this case against Gloria Gloria Wiley, W-I-L-E-Y. And she is or was the owner of the Stenotype Institute of Jacksonville. And this owner could face up to five years in prison for what she has done with the student aid um, money that she received from the U.S. Department of Education and the Veterans Affairs on behalf of the students. And I just find this quite despicable is what I find it. And I was very shocked to come across this article because no one else seems to be talking about it. I'd like to bring you the good, bad, and the ugly. I didn't see this on any of the other websites that I go to sometimes to stay, um, what do I want to say, to stay updated on what's going on in the profession. Nobody had this on their website. So I'm assuming they're trying to bury it under the dust because it makes, it does reflect somewhat on the court reporting association and the court reporting schools out there mostly that are providing this education to future court reporting students. And I'm assuming maybe that's why nobody really wants to talk about it or bring it up. But as I said before, I'll bring you the good, bad, and the ugly. And this is your weekly event. You know, I do these things on a weekly basis where you have um, current events, 
And here is your current event for the week. Let me go ahead and finish up the article here. Let's see here, where did I stop at? We'll start here. A sentencing date has not been set. As part of her plea agreement, Wiley agreed to pay $289,765 in restitution to affected students, the U.S. Department of Education, Federal Family Education Loan Program, Come on, Paige, stop doing that. Um, Pell Grant Program and the Department of Veteran Affairs. Wiley was the owner of Stenotype Institute of Jacksonville, Inc., a school that from 1940 until 2016 provided professional education to people pursuing careers and fields such as court reporting and medical transcription. The business was authorized to receive federal student aid funds from the U.S. Department of Education. On behalf of its students, students to cover tuition, fees, and living expenses, stipends. Excess funds drawn on behalf of students were required to be refunded to the U.S. Department of Education or to the student within 45 days. That is also the law. Beginning in June 2015, Instead of refunding the excess refunds, Wiley staff began tracking the amounts owed in a spreadsheet. Meanwhile, Wiley continued to draw funds from the school for her personal use. Let me repeat that again. Meanwhile, Wiley continued to draw funds from the school for her personal use. The school closed in March 2016 after an on-site program reviewed review conducted three months earlier by the U.S. Department of Education, discovered the spreadsheet and withheld payments. Wiley and the Stenotype Institute held, in addition to the excess grants owed to the Department of Education and to former students, $9,000 due to the Department of Veterans Affairs.
Now, this case was investigated by the U.S. Department of Education, Office of Inspector General, and the Department of Veterans Affairs, Office of Inspector General. It is being prosecuted by Assistant U.S. Attorney Laurel Coffer Taylor. Now, I'd like to say I am truly sorry, truly, truly sorry to those students who have had to deal with this type of fraud and total lack of concern and just disgusting behavior. You know, our, our culture here in the United States, you know, promotes materialism, pure materialism. And sometimes that greed of material things and trying to look this way and trying to be that way or impress people can lead to devastating effects, not only to the person that is doing the the robbing or the stealing or the misdeed, but also the repercussions of that to the people that is involved with that person. Like the Bernie Maynoffs, um, I think one of his children killed himself. Um, it can have terrible, terrible consequences, not only to the person that is doing it, but to the people that are affected by it, whether that be family, students, I mean, and both in the community as a whole, to the profession as a whole. Um, can you imagine how her family must be feeling right now? Can you imagine what they're saying right now? Because she's 56 years old. She could possibly at this point be a grandmother. And if that was my mom, I would have to sit her down and say, what were you thinking? Did you actually think that you were going to get away with robbing the U.S. Department of Education, the Department of Veteran Affairs, and these students? And so I have a feeling what was taking place here because I have received those same Stafford loans, those same Pell Grants when I went to school. And I believe what happened here, which when I signed up, I knew about the additional funds that would be given to me. I asked my school, what is going to happen with the additional monies that will be left over each and every semester? Because mind you, guess who's going to end up paying that money back? Guess who's paying that money back right now? There you go. And I said, what is going to happen with that money? They said, we will cut you a check at the end of every semester for the excess money. I said to myself, wow, that'd be great because that would help me actually be able to pay my rent. And I had a, my, my daughter at the time and my first daughter that would help me take care of her and not have to worry so much. 
So that's what ended up happening. They happening. They every after every semester, they cut me a check for whatever amount was left over after my classes had been paid for, my books had been paid for, so on and so forth. I believe in this case, what these students were told were, because it stated in the article that the money could either go back to the students or go back to the U.S. Department of Education. And I believe they told those students, your money has been sent back to the U.S. Department of Education. And they told the U.S. Department of Education or the U.S. Department of Education did their review and found out. And maybe they thought that, okay, this money is going back to the students. So you can you can see how this can go on for quite some time. And it looks like it went on over a year or uh, slightly over a year. So you can see how a person could get away with this for quite some time because the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing. Um, but at the end of the day, when they came to do that audit, things, those numbers did not match up. And if they spoke to the students, which I'm sure they did, and it might have even been a student that reported them um, and said, hey, are you getting, you know, your checks at the end of, no, of course I'm not. So the Department of Education is like, well, where is this money going? Because we haven't received it either. And that led to even more probing to until we got to where we are today, where this person is facing five years in prison. Prison, mind you, not jail, not some old off, you know, some rehabilitation place, but prison. And when you look at the staggering amount of money that we are talking about here, and if she has to pay restitution, to, instead of being in the institution, you're going to be paying restitution. That's where you went from, from an institute owner to a, a person that now has to, uh, will have, you will have, oh, wow, have you screwed up. You have, will now have to, may have to pay, face time in prison. You are going to have restitution. You're going to be monitored for three years when you get out. And you're going to have to pay all of this restitution back. All of that for what? A few trinkets? A fur coat? A nice rod? A beautiful home? Which I'm sure that you at, at this point have lost all of that. Because they can confiscate anything from you at this point to get that money back. And the poor students are the ones that are going to really suffer due to your inadequate actions. I'm passionate about this one because it just, when I read the article, I'm like, my goodness. We already have a hard enough time in this profession, and now look at what we've got here. 
You know, there are people out there that are really trying to put their best foot forward to make sure that people are not turned off by court reporting, that we have more people that are interested in it so that this profession continues to grow. Continues to be a need for society. And when you have things like this happen, as I said before, it can make the whole profession just look like what happened here. Is this a big mess? Is all are all the schools are cons? But as I said before, please do your homework. Please do your research before you sign up for any school. Call them. Speak with them. You can speak with them several times before you make a decision. But make an informed decision. Don't even base it on whether the school is close to you. Because most schools have online classes now. Base it on the school on the confidence you feel that this school will still be around in three or four years when you're get, when you get ready to graduate. And I know that's a hard thing to predict, but especially in this climate, when you've got this going on, but do the best you can. That's pretty much all you can do. And then hopefully if that school does decide to close like mine did, they can transfer you to another school, which is what my, my school did. So, I guess I've vented enough on this today, but I just want to keep you aware of what is going on, not only in the world, but in the profession as well, because I think it's important that we stay up on these things. I'd like to say thank you so much for joining me today and letting me vent in your ear. I'd also like to say, if you'd like to become a supporter, please go ahead and um you can find that on the podcast and you can support for as little as 99 cents a month. You'll be supporting my website that I'm building, this podcast, and of course, Sandra Stenography and Shorthead Dictation on YouTube. If you do decide to do that, thank you so much. It comes from the heart. I'm going to get out of here, guys, and I'll see you at the next podcast. Goodbye from Let's Write Stenography.